Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pitch Deck brought to you by Tad Partners and Amade Tayo. Um, today's a really good day because we have um, the boss man um, with us as a guest today. I mean, um, Toyasi, um, this is someone that probably we have known for well over a decade. And I mean, he's yeah. making you know, great strides in the industry, in marketing, works in, we work experience in, I think, pretty much tech and all of yeah. that, right? Um, so, yeah, Toyasi, I'm going to hand it over to you, right, uh, to, to take over from here. Good morning, everyone. Um, it's nice to be here once again. Um, first of all, let's introduce our guests, Oshoba, Olaiwola Oshoba. Can you say hi to our family? Hello, everyone. Super excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So quick fact about Oshoba. Um, he's the Vice President of Marketing and Corporate Communications at Zone. Olaiwala Oshoba is an accomplished marketing and corporate comms professional, currently serving as VP Marketing and Corporate Comms at Zone, Africa's leading blockchain payment infrastructure company. Before joining Zone, he held marketing and corporate comms, corporate comms leadership roles at TechExpert, Andela, and Intel. He drove growth and marketing campaigns manage partnerships, and lead brand management and corporate comms efforts across Africa. At Andela, Oshaba was responsible for the company's regional marketing operations and brand building efforts, including end-to-end -end man management of talent supply generation projects, co-marketing activities, and all CSR initiatives in West Africa. During his time at Intel, he supported the PC acceleration project in Africa, which delivered strong growth records in the adoption of in the adoption per household in Nigeria, Ghana, and Kenya between 2017 and 2018, and ensured sustainability in an increasingly demanding marketplace. Oshaba holds a bachelor's degree from Babcock University and an MBA from Quantic School of Business and Technology in Washington, DC. He is also an alumnus of Harvard Business School having completed an executive program in business strategy. He's a member of the Chartered Institute of Marketing UK and the Advertising Practitioners Council of Nigeria. In addition to his role at Zone, Oshiba mentors upcoming marketing professionals and provides marketing advisory services to, se to select tech startups and SMEs on a pro bono basis. He's a, his involvement aligns with his interest in helping brands and professionals tell stories that connect and truly inspire growth. Welcome, Oshoba. We're nice to have We're happy to have you on the show again. Thank you very much, Toyosi. Thank you, Tyle. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm super, super excited to be here. And, and, and Tyle, you did mention that, you know, I've known you guys for over a decade. I mean, like you literally took me back to 20 level. I'm like, whoa, I've actually yeah. been guys for, you know, over a decade. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, to see how much growth, you know, and, and, and how far we've come. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see all of the great stuff that we do um, together. And um, that's the case, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here um, and, and, and to share the little that I know, you know, when marketing and business is concerned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing how time flies as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I have to give you credit for actually reading out that whole bio, by the way. Like, I heard that thing, and I'm like, man, like, what is this, man? I actually cringe when I hear people read my bio, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. It's amazing. It's yeah. inspiring as well. It shows a lot. It shows what one can achieve in 10 years and how yeah. 
hard work and dedication is also essential um, to yeah. someone's personal growth as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, um, uh, maybe we should probably we should start this conversation then by asking um, Oshoba or Olaiwala. I mean, we know you as Giddy though, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe is there something that we didn't probably touch on? Um, and how would you like to introduce yourself? Like, if you, if you, if if no one had to read your bio, by the way. Yeah. Um... I, I think you guys actually covered everything. Um, and for me, in professional circles, people actually know me as Oshoba. And interestingly, Oshoba is my surname. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's easier to pronounce, right, than Olaiwala. Um, I've actually worked for some um, multinational companies where when you see Olaiwala, you find a lot of people struggling mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, mention your name. Um, yeah, so Oshoba has always been the, the go-to for me. Um, but in, you know, Sorry, my guys, my guys, guys, you know, they know me as Giddy. Uh, my Instagram and all my social media platforms, it's, it's Hugh Giddy, Hugh spelled H-U-G-H underscore Giddy, Giddy spelled G-I-D-I. Yeah, so I, I don't think that you, you you missed anything out. I think that you guys were, were spot on. All right, fair That's enough. Nice. So, yeah, let's let's get into the, the meat of the conversation, right? And uh, we're going to start with, you know, um, we sort of want to know you better. I want to know the background about you, right? And, yeah. I mean... What makes you do what you're doing? So maybe you could tell us a bit about your. Okay, you know what? Let's just skip that part, right? Why did you make that journey? Uh, what inspired you to pursue the paths you know you're currently on? I remember in Babcock, obviously, you studied economics. Yeah. Um, why didn't you pursue a career in finance um, <laughs> or or something around economy? Work for an investment bank. Why did you choose yeah. to do marketing, communications, and yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, I you know I didn't see it coming. By the way, if I'm being <laughs> honest, right? So like, why did why did you why did you why did you like sort of people? Obviously, economics is like a is a pretty um, broad um, yeah. field of study, so you can yeah. pretty much put your put your hands in as many things as possible. But why did yeah. you choose to do marketing? Yeah, that's that's a actually a very good question. Um, and I think just two, I think only two people have actually asked me that question. My wife and, and I think my, one, one of my mentors. Um, interestingly, right, when I think about it, um, you know, and I, and I go back, back in time, like way back in time, I think marketing has always been, it has always come natural to me, um, right? There were times where, so I, I, I remember working with um, Guarantee Trust Bank. I worked with their e-payments group. Um, and I also worked with the foreign operations um, unit at, at, at GTB. And this was as far back as, 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 as 2013, um, 2012 and 2013, actually. Um, and I, I was in marketing, right? And interestingly, this was the time when GT Bank were just launching their um, mobile money um, app. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were still working on Star 737, right? And I was actually in the thick of things. Um, we also had tokens at that point in time where we needed, you know, for people that we needed to grow the adoption of, you know, tokens for uh-huh. bank internet banking. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was with, I was with the um, e-payments unit and I was literally marketing to people. Right. Um, and this is me not even trying to blow my old trumpet, but I promise you, like I was one of the standout people, um, in that department. Olaide Kazim was my, was my boss back then. And, you know, this was very young boy. And then this guy was working with. I was working with like actual professionals and I was always standing out, you know, we would have our, our Monday reports and then you look at my dashboard, you'd be like, this guy, how are you hacking this thing? Right. Apart from having a very strong community in Babcock, 
um, that were always very ready to support me. You know, so I was, I was selling to students, I was selling to my friends, I was selling to communities, you know. Um, I, I think that it always just came naturally to me. Um, so that's, that's the one thing that I'll start with. Marketing has always been innate for me. Um, but I was also very passionate about economics, you know, in short, at some point in time, I told myself, I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to actually work at the Bureau of Statistics where, you know, we're actually getting real insights and using those insights to do something great for Nigeria, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, seeing where, seeing where I am right now, that didn't, that didn't pan out well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so it was, it was then I've, I've always found myself doing marketing focused stuff, you know, and I've always, I think I've always been a creative and a storyteller at heart. Um, and that's why every time I found myself doing anything marketing related, it always just came naturally and I would always just find myself shiny. Um, yeah. And I remember, you know, starting my, my, my career as well. Um, you know, interestingly, this thing is not even on my LinkedIn. I, I, I started my career with um, Arla Foods. Arla Foods is the Scandinavian company responsible for makers of Dano milk. Yeah, milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I started there as a commercial sales planner. I, I didn't even start as an entry level person. That's how crazy it is. Like these guys are like, nah, this guy is actually too good to be an entry level person. And that's because of all the experience that I, that I had gotten working with GT Bank, right? Um, and I started as a commercial sales planner. Um, and somebody actually saved my life. Um, at Arla, right? Um, he came to me and he said, look, commercial sales planner doesn't really mean anything, right? Yes, you're doing commercial sales per se, but then you also don't want to be done here four years and then you're looking for an opportunity and you can't even find a title. You know, you're searching for roles and you're saying, oh, where is, where is commercial sales planner? You know, he's like, look, you just need to delve into what you love the most. And I'm like, look, I love marketing. Um, and then the mark, my, the marketing person back then, Lumi, his name is, um, Olumide Anikai, you know, he was also a, a, a mentor to me, still a mentor to me. You know, he's like, Oshoba, you know what? Come and join my team. And then let's just be doing this thing together. And then I, you know, joined, um, um, Lumi's team. And that was mm-hmm. how I started marketing. Um, you know, and then I was there for what, three months. And then I got swooped up. I, um, I met with the, um, head of marketing for, for Africa at Intel Corporation, the microchip makers for computers. Um, I met him, you know, myself and Lumi, we literally just found, so his friends with, his friends with Lumi Day. And I found myself in his living room one day. I think he was trying to hire somebody, but the thing didn't turn out. And Lumi was like, oh yeah, like, I mean, my, this guy here is actually really solid, you know, with marketing. And guess what guys, I did my interview in somebody's living room. <laughs> wow. And yeah, and he just looked at me and said, you know what, Oshoba, okay, let's do your interview now. Are you ready for the job? And I'm like, why is Lumi setting me up like this? You know, this like, yeah, <laughs> um, and, and I'm saying this because you see, the interesting thing about, people always say, I'm, I mean, I always say stuff about luck, right? But luck is opportunity meeting preparedness, right? You always have yeah. to be ready. Um, and I didn't even plan for an interview. I hadn't even done any research on Intel, nothing. Somebody just looked at me, head of marketing for Intel. These were like, you know, OGs in tech. These are like OG yeah. tech marketing people, you know, the founding fathers of tech marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had my interview there and he's like, okay, great one. You know what? You got the job. I'm like, whoa. Wow. He's like, yeah, wow. I'm going to stick with HR, you know, and then they'll do all of the due diligence. But yeah, I think that you, you're the guy. Wow. You are wow. the guy. You this know, is, this, like, this is great. Very random, bro. Very random. And I, I got home that day. I called my girlfriend, you know, who is my wife right now. I'm like, yo, like, what's going on, man? Like, this is what, and I was panicking. I'm like, ah, 
man, am I going to leave Allah? I mean, Allah is like the dream job, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I prayed about it. I'm not, I, I really don't like taking like risks. So if the odds don't favor me, if it's, if the odds are 50-50, man, I'd rather just be where I am. But if it's, you know, 51, maybe just the 1% chance, yeah. then I, I just will. Yeah, and, you know, I took the job. Um, yeah, and everything is history. I was very fortunate to work under one of the people, one of the person that I regard as, I mean, he's actually one of the greatest marketing person of our time, um, one of the greatest storytellers of our time, you know, and I think that the growth that I experienced during my time at Intel, um, I would equate that. So I was at Intel for slightly over a year. I would equate that to the experience that people would actually get as a marketing professional in four years. So in one wow. year, I gained all of the experience that somebody would naturally gain in four years. And and, and that's because of like the dedication and the grit, you know, like I remember always saying yes to everything. Oh, we want to do this. Yes, I'll do it. Oh, we want to do this. Yes, I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and then I, I'll get to the office by 5 a.m. I'm driving wow. from Peter to Ikoyi. You know, I'll leave the house at four, get to the office at five. I'll leave at 11. It was a very unhealthy lifestyle. I wouldn't even advise anybody to, you know, live like that. But what was I doing? I was spending all of this time learning, right? I remember, you mm-hmm. know, my, my leader back then, you know, he also had this thing on the side. I'll stay back. I'll say, oh, yes, I want to also chime in out in these strategy sessions. And I was learning. I was literally consuming and consuming and consuming. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for people who were up there. Yeah. And that was how I think, you know, I, I really accelerated my knowledge um in marketing and business and strategy, you know, and in sales. Um and yeah, from from Intel, I found myself in 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 Softcom, you know, leading marketing. Um and then from there I got into Andela and then into tech experts and and uh, of course now into Zoom where I currently am. Um I apologize yeah. for the minute, awesome. but I think it's important to share. Um, as much detail so people don't think um hard work isn't important yeah um yeah i mean i think i think that's a very inspiring story and i remember one and i'm going to use this story as a um i mean to ask the next question that i mean that i've been thinking about right yeah uh, so i remember one time um i was on the i was i we, i think to and i i think we are backyard lagos right and um i think i saw you there with um nadaya yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And immediately, yeah, it's, it's a funny story to me because immediately I just started asking him questions. They're like, bro, 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 chill out. <laughs> and so um, what, what I noticed then was like, I mean, the ability to build personal relationships, right? Which mm-hmm. which would then, um, you know, you know, I mean, taking the relationship outside of work, being personable. Um, but what are some of those key experiences or milestones that you have that that you feel has shaped your journey? From what you said already, I can probably say, okay, um, the um, having the meeting with Olumide Ala, then interview at the Yeah. So, but what other like through your through your growth now? What would you say are those you know key experiences or milestones that have shaped your journey and influenced your work as well? Um. So I think that, that's a good question, man. Um, I'm thinking about it now. I would say that one, it's networking, mm-hmm. right? There's something I always believe in. I always say this thing to young professionals. I'm like, who is speaking on your behalf when you're not there? Yeah. Right. And I know for a fact, you know, sometimes someone will just come and say, oh, yeah, sure, but I heard about you now. Yes, this is that, this is that. You know, but who is actually speaking on your behalf? First things mm-hmm. first, you're networking, right? But then... You're not just networking because of what you want to get. 
right? When I'm networking, I'm actually networking because I want to continue to give value even to people that I don't know. So when I meet somebody new, you know, we vibe, you know, it's always, I'm like, okay, how, how can this person need me? Or you have a business. Oh, why don't I just come and sit with you? And then, you know, we can actually discuss strategy. The, the day you saw me with Nadia, Nadia was actually starting Eden, Eden Life, as you know, it's Wow, Eden. yeah. Wow. Oh, yes. And then back then, Nadia was always coming to me like, oh, so Shabai, hey, what, what would you do? What would you do? And then we're just always brainstorming and, you know, going back and forth. Oh, this is what you do. You know, this is how I think about, you know, how we should do marketing with Eden Life, you know, and all of that. Eden Life has actually grown so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wouldn't, wouldn't want to take any credit for anything. You know, but then the fact that I could actually, you know, hang out with Nadia and come from a very helpful, from a very helpful point of view and not, oh, what can I, what can Nad or one of the co-founders of Andela help me with or do for me? It was more, how can I actually, you know, give this guy value, right? Um, And that was it for me, right? So networking with the aim of actually depositing value with people, um, I think that's the first and very important thing because people would always remember you for the value that you give to them, not the things that they do for you. If you, if people remember you for the favor that they've actually, they always do for you, it's, it's never really a great experience. Well, if people remember you for the value that you deposited in their life or how you helped them with something that meant so much to them, you know, it always leaves a sweet taste in their mouth. And I, and you know, wherever they find themselves talking about, Oh yeah, I remember our giddy or Shaba, yeah, solid guy, you know, he helped me out here, he helped me out here. You know, yeah. and when you need help, you'll find tons and tons of people rushing to say, oh, I want to actually help you. I want to deposit value. Why? Because you deposited so much value in, in you know, across so many places. Um, and networking actually doesn't have to be, you know, bottom up. Networking can also be top to bottom. And when you read my profile, you did hear where I said, oh, I'm actually very interested in mentoring, you know, young marketing professionals. You know, I'm also depositing value in young people. Um, and I think that's just the, 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 the one step to go, right? How are you? ensuring that you're networking, you know, bottom up and, and, and top to bottom um, and depositing value, you know, in the lives um, of these people and things that mean so much to them. The second thing is hard work. And I cannot even say this, like, I can't even say it so much, man. Everywhere that I've worked, everybody that I've worked with, and I'm not even like, this is not even me trying to cap. Like on my birthday, my CEO was even saying something, you know, he was like, you cannot motivate Oshoba more than Oshoba motivates himself. I wake okay. up every morning saying, I need to wow. learn today and I need to do better. Everybody that works with me, I push my team so much that at first they start out by hating me. They're like, oh man, this guy, you know, he's always one step ahead. He's always one step ahead, you know, to the point where my team, they're now always one step ahead. How does Oshoba even like for us to think about this thing? Oh yeah, Oshoba always says it's first principles thinking, first principles thinking. You're thinking about the marketing campaign. Are you doing it for the fluff of it? Or are you doing it because you want it to actually to actually drive impact and connect, you know, it's yeah. always very important. So hard work and continuous learning, like you have to be obsessed about what you do because you see marketing is always evolving, man. And you don't want to be adopting 2016 strategy for, for you know, in 2023, it cannot work, you know. So on my calendar, there's something, on 6 to 7 p.m. on my calendar every day, there's something called learn something new. And yeah. YouTube is actually that space for me. Apart from finding articles and reading the articles, you know, here and there, I'm always on YouTube finding something new. What's the new concept? How can I test this into, you know, what I do for, 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 for brands and, 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 you know, my even the brands that I work for? Um, you know, so it's just, so again, I'll take it back. It's networking, you know, but networking to actually drive value, valuable networks. Um, it's also being very hardworking and disciplined. Um, yeah, I think those are two things that I would call out. And, you know, everything... 
every other thing would actually just be an outcome of all of these things that you do. Be hard work at what you do. Be obsessed with learning and growing and, you know, just continue to network bottom up and talk to bottom. And I promise you, you know, every other thing that happens will just be an outcome of, of all of these things that you do. Um, I guess that's, that's the way I would answer the question that you asked. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I, I feel I can also relate to all what you've said because we've had many conversations like this and I've also witnessed some of them. Um, I'll give an example. I'll give our guest an example. Um, like when we were at Red Media together, um, at the time we were working on a project, I think it was with PEP students. And I remember when you were giving the reports to then, um, to our head of market, was it head of, head of comms then, Shola? Uh, who is now with Meta, and um, you said something that actually sh- struck my 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 mind or caught my attention that period. You said, "Oh, we are we ahead of the of the clients. They're waiting for the clients to catch up right now." This was way back 2018. That was once I picked up. Like so, since then, whenever I'm doing something, I'm always thinking about, okay, what do I need to do to be ahead of the clients? Because it's always better when the agency or when you as an individual, you're ahead of whoever you're working with. That way, they can see the value that you bring in and they can appreciate whatever you do more. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, so I think we'll dive into the into the main conversation now. Okay. And um yeah, I'm just trying to decipher um B2B and B2C because I'm sure many people think market when, when you talk about marketing, it's all about the same thing, you know, talking to everybody at the same time. But there are quite different types of marketing, you know, there's B2C, which is business to business, and there's B2C, business to consumers. It's not the same way you market to a business, like you market to, to a consumer. It's not the same way um, that um, you sell you sell a computer to one person, that you sell a computer or a computing software to an entire organization. Um, many people don't know this difference, but I mean, that's why we have someone like you uh, in, the, in, in this room or on this call right now. Mm-hmm. So I'd like, like you to, you know, as an expert, break it down in simple terms. What exactly is the major difference between B2C marketing and why is it essential for businesses to have a distinct B2B marketing strategy? Okay, um, thank you very much for that question. And to be honest, I think you already answered the question. Um, put in simple terms, um, B2C, um, B2C marketing is when a business is literally marketing directly to customers. And customers here are individuals, right? Um, I mean, when you think about a B2C brand, you think about a Nike selling shoes to, you know, individuals, when you think about a B2C brand as well, um, you know, you can talk about a, a Starbucks, you know, selling to every yeah. consumers, right. Um, and then for B2B, you know, these are businesses that are actually selling, you know, their service or products to other businesses. Um, you know, and then there's also B2G right b2g meaning business to government right so there are also businesses that are just focused on government contracts you know we're talking about military contractors um i mean when you think about companies that actually build guns and weapons you know yeah military grade weapons of mass destruction you know these guys i mean there are companies that exist like that right but then you don't see them selling to other companies or, or individuals you see them selling to governments right and that's that's b2g business to government um but the interesting thing to also note is that, you know, sometimes a company can actually be a B2C and a B2B um, mm-hmm. company, right? It really just depends on the on the line of business that they're actually operating. Um, and, I, and I'll explain it. So um, so let, let's, let's bring it home, right? A company like Timapt, when they started, 
I think Timat actually started as a B2B company, right? Where they were building, I think they're building software solutions to um for for for, for banks and financial banks, yeah. providers, right? And then they had money points, right? Which is the POS business, right? The merchant business. They started to sell POS to um everyday people and micro businesses, right? Um, so the POS business also had a B2B and a B2C angle to it. Mm-hmm. But then guess what? They now launched Money Point um, Personal. So that's the Money Point app, right? That yeah. people use. And that's a B2C product, right? Um, so a business can actually have a B2B product or service and a B2C product or service, right? Um, yeah, and that's, that's literally how it works, right? So B2B or B2C or B2G really just depends on the line of business that a particular company um, is currently offering to a segment of of their audience, either they're offering it to everyday customers, or they're offering it to businesses, or they're offering it to you know to the government, um, as the case may be. Um, I used to work at Softcom um, as the as the as the head of marketing, and you know back then at Softcom we actually had a B two B product, right, uh, and a B two G product, right. So for B two B we're building custom software products for companies um, and whatnot, and then we also had products that were selling to to the government back then. So we had Empower. Um, the Empower projects, you know, where we 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 built we built the entire technology framework for you know how, for the for the government, and that's what they used to drive the Empower products. You know, we also had a at that point in time, and a that was a B two B two C um, product. We also used it for a B two B B two G engagement for the government when we helped the government yeah. loans to everyday people in the market, right? So again, again, just driving taking things back. It's it's really just the line of business that you have. Um, and 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 the and the audience that you're currently serving. That's what it defines um, whether you're a you have a B two B focused product or a B two C focused product or a B two G product focused um, um, service, as the case may be. And I hope that's the question. Definitely, definitely. And I think I learned something new today, which is B two G, because all through my all through my time has always been B two B two C B two B, and um, yeah, learning something new B two G is actually quite interesting because. Most times, I always, always to think that okay, so many people sell um to governments like that has B two B two B as well. But I mean, thank you for you know um shedding more light to that as well. So the next question is, you know, lead generation is fundamental is a fundamental aspect of um B two B marketing. Um, can you share some innovative strategies or tactics that have proven successful in today's digital landscape? Um, first, please, I need you to take that question again. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So lead generation is a fundamental aspect of B2B marketing. Yes. Can you share some innovative strategies or tactics that you think have proven successful in today's digital landscape? So you can give personal examples um, from experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. That's a, that's a good question, man. Um, so for me, the way I like to think about B2B, right? Um, and and again, this is also one of the confusion that you know that comes when people are saying, you know, what the marketing guys really do. Um, their businesses, some businesses are actually structured. How do I how do I sell this? Okay, so when you think about a football team, right? There are some football teams that they will hire the coach and they say, look, you're just the coach, you're not the manager. You are just supposed to train the guys, get results, and they will hire a somebody that would run the club separately why director of operations and all of that and then there's some people who they bring a coach in and they're like you own you run everything 
Um, now let's bring it back to, to the everyday business that we have. Some businesses or some companies are actually structured differently. Some, some might have a sales team and a marketing team that are focused on, and this is a company that has a B2B focused product, right? So you have a sales team and you have a marketing team. Um, and then the way that you structure these teams is what we define who is going to be responsible for what, for what. For me, how I like to think about it for, for marketing, right, is yes, marketing are actually responsible for driving leads um, or for generating leads. But when you think about the leads, sometimes marketing are responsible for driving the top of funnel leads and the marketing are now collaborating with the sales team to drive all of these leads down the funnel and actually convert them. And then sometimes marketing is only just responsible for driving the top of funnel leads and then we pass them on to the sales team and then the sales team will now do all of their magic you know, in between the funnel and, and whatnot, right? It, it can be different. It can be this or that or this or that. But then to answer your question in a, in a situation where the marketing team actually responsible for lead generation, right? I would, I would speak about my time working at Intel. Um, we didn't exactly, we had a sales team per se, retail team. Um, and these guys were really responsible for, you know, in-market operations, you know, partnering with partnerships and whatnot. And then for us, we were responsible for um, top of funnel, right? Bringing the leads into the funnel, as the case may be. Um, for marketing, right, one of the things that we do the most, especially where B2B is concerned, is we need to position the brand, the product, or the service for consideration. And that is the most important job of every marketing person working for a B2B company. Sometimes it is not your job to bring these guys into the funnel and start interacting with them actively, something that the sales team should be doing. But then where the sales team doesn't exist, you know, you can do that. But what the marketing team really does is we bring, we position the brand, the business or the service for consideration, right? And what that means is we put this product or business out there in places where our target or prospective customers will see it and start to wonder, hmm, maybe, just maybe I might actually need this product or I'm interested in this product. We put it in the minds of these people and now they are considering the product, right? In some companies, the salespeople will now be the ones to go and convert those guys, right? And in some other companies, it will be the marketing people's jobs to still combat these guys even after we've brought them into the funnel, right? And that's where content marketing actually comes into play. People have different interests. People have different um, um, touch points, content touch points. Um, there are people who consume all of their content on TV. Some people consume all of their content on their mobile phones. Some people consume most of their content, you know, when they're driving and they're looking at billboards, you know, but then there are different touch points for all of these things. Now, in a case where the marketing people are the ones responsible for um, bringing these guys, positioning the, the business product or service for consideration and driving these potential leads down the funnel, right? We always do this with content. Um, but then what I do differently, and, and, and this was even me working at Intel, what we do differently is that we use content and storytelling to drive, to position the business, the product or service for consideration, which is something that we did at Intel back then when we were working on the first time buyer campaign. The first time buyer campaign back then was, it was something that you know was a mandate that was handed down to us by, by, by corporates, by the global team, where we were literally supposed to sell new computers, new computers to people who have never owned a computer or people who hadn't bought a computer um, between a five-year period from, you know, when we were operating and, you know, five years ago. I don't know if, if you guys understand the math that I'm doing, but yeah, so we're literally supposed to convince people who had 
computers but hadn't changed their computers in five years and people who had never owned computers were literally supposed to you know um um make them consider getting a laptop or changing a laptop um and then actually drive them to buy a computer so we lost a first time buyer campaign and, and you know the the campaign was 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 i think it was um with a computer i am powerful you know, so we launched that campaign and it was very big. We used um, BRT bus branding. We had like, we we're very heavy with out of home. Um, we had um, school campus activations. You know, we had a school tour thing where we're in University of Ilori, you know, went around having um, activations and whatnot. Now I'm saying all of these things, but I hope that you guys are also capturing what we did. So out of home, mm-hmm. literally, you know, for awareness. At the yeah, time, sure. yeah. that, we had activations, right? So going to schools. Um, you know, and convincing these people that look with a computer, I am powerful with a computer yeah. you can create, you know, at that, at that point in time, people felt, oh, I have a mobile phone. Why can't I just use my mobile phone to do stuff? But you cannot create then at that point in time. I mean, phones are now more powerful, but then it was a case of, mm-hmm. uh, phones are just meant for you to consume content, not create content. You know, computers are what you actually use to create content. Um, and that was what we sold, you know, that look, you can be powerful. We used everyday people to actually tell stories. So we had a TV series running. Uh, we had a lady who started a business. And I might be going all over the place, but I hope you guys are actually capturing the... the, the sure, the sure. sure. We, we ran a campaign with a lady who started a tomato paste business from nothing. She used her computer to design a sticker, you know, and all of that and all of that. She used her computer to take calls. You know, we had a business for a guy who was running a training program for software developers. Then, you know, we also ran programs, again, showing business people that, look, with a computer, you're powerful. You can start a business from scratch and grow it. Showing, you know, developers, you know, and, and people who, who liked computers that, look, with a computer, you know, you can code, um, you know, and grow as a, as a professional, you know, and all of that. So we used all of those stories as well um, to to kind of connect with people and, dra- and drag them down closer to the you know to the bottom of the funnel where we're then converting them um so yeah so simply put i guess the 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 the, the a solid um um lead strategy lead generation strategy um yeah, yeah. it just determines on your audience right and their psychography right it's very important who are these guys what are their interest points what are their pain points right interestingly you can yeah. actually easier for you to sell something to to somebody you know, using leveraging on their pain points and their suffering than selling to them leveraging on their interests on their exciting points. You know, for instance, even politicians do it. Oh, I want to run for office. What's this thing that's troubling these guys? They don't have light. Oh, I will give you light in one year. You know, they don't come and say, mm-hmm. oh, I would, would give you what? It would give you what, what do Nigerians even have? I mean, I know we don't, we don't even really have so much, but what is that? Good, one? good roads, good schools. Have. But to be honest, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you come and say, oh, I will reduce... Um, um, you know, uh, school fees for, for federal universities. Federal university school fees are already twelve thousand. You're not converting a lot of people with that. But then, when you know the pain points of people, oh, businesses are suffering because there's no there's no power. And then you come and you start saying, oh, power, power. The next guys will come and say, oh, dollar will go back down to five hundred naira. And then you know because that's that's people's pain point. Oh, yeah. I will reduce yeah. oil. You know, the price of oil is currently six hundred. I'm going to reduce it to four hundred naira. That's a pain point. So when you now start to, you know, your your content strategy. You know, you actually tailor it and sell it using the pain point of these people. You would convert a lot of people, um, um, you know, easier. I guess, I guess that's the that's you know that would say yeah. So it's yeah, uh, and content. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I think Osho by you, I think you really, I mean, one thing you said that really struck me in terms of differentiation between B2B, B2C is that the marketing for B2B is to put the business into consideration and then the lead generation sometimes can be handled by sales, sometimes can be handled by the marketing team. So in, in this sense, right, in let's say in a case where the B2B marketing, I mean, um, the B2B lead generation is handled by marketing. Yeah. You know, how do, I mean, how is, how critical is re- relationship building in, in, in this B2B marketing? Is it something that do you think that is something that should be handled by sales? Do you think there's there's some aspect of it that should be handled by the marketing team and well as well? And how have you seen it like in your experience as well? Yeah, okay. Um that's a good question. In my opinion, right? I think that there needs to be a strong handshake, very powerful handshake between the sales team and the marketing team. Um the sales team, it's their job to convert, to be honest, right? But you see. That particular funnel, there, there are multiple layers in a particular funnel, right? After you bring people into the funnel, there's consideration, there's decision-making, there's conversion, you know, there are a bunch of steps in there. Once you've brought those leads into that funnel, right, the sales team then take it up from there. And then they now try to start to convert all of these people. But then you see, because you brought leads into a funnel doesn't mean the marketing team will then hands off. In that funnel, you would then segment people to say, okay, what are the different segments or, or psychography of all of the people in this funnel? Then you break them down into different segments. You partner with the sales team and say, look, how do you want to do this part? How do you want to convert these guys? And then they say, okay, it's going to take us maybe one or three months to convert them. We're going to have a presentation at this point in time. Okay, can I see your presentation? What are the important things in your presentation? Are you selling the product or are you, are you selling the product from a, this is who we are perspective, or are you selling the product from a, this is how we can help you solve this problem perspective, right? So you audit the sales team's presentation and say, look, this is what the marketing team is actually recommending. This is how we think it should be. You help the sales team design their deck and all of the brochures and even their demos. You know, sometimes people use demo videos, they use a bunch of things. That's why this, the marketing team actually comes in to enable the sales team to convert these people, right? So for every step of the way, oh, by the way, look, with the with the person that we're trying to convert, you know, it's still going to take a little bit more time. Okay, so what should we do? Let's let's um, you know deploy our um, strategic relationship management initiative with these with these people. When are their birthdays? You know what? There's actually this thing called that happens on Thursdays. It's called the garden, and you find a lot of professionals there. I think that you know this your particular client might enjoy it. Boom. Right. And then the Thursday you send it. Oh, by the way, I know we're still having conversations about this product. Why don't we actually go to the garden? You know, let's just chill, you know, and, and continue our conversation, but in a lighter mode. Right. This is marketing still recommending to sales that oh, this is what we think you can do. Um, these are some places that we think you can go to. You know, you go there. If the marketing guy actually wants to go there with them, that's fine. If he doesn't want to go there, that's also fine. You know, the sales guy comes back and says, Oh, by the way, the you know, the, the outing was actually really great. Cool stuff, right? It's December. Oh, what do we need to do for these guys? It's his birthday. Oh, what do we need to do for this particular client? Again, because for, for B2B com- um, clients, the conversion actually takes time. Sometimes it might be three mm-hmm. months, six months, or one year. You know, So you're nurturing these guys. Again, remember that as you're doing all of these things, the marketing guys might also even be responsible for sharing you know, newsletters and focus-based content, webinars, content, right? telling different stories and trying to latch on the pain points of these customers, you know, how you can drive value and deposit value for them, you know, and also positioning yourself and telling them why you're better than what currently exists in the market. 
these are the things that the marketing and the sales teams will do hand in hand. Again, why I said there needs to be a very strong and perfect handshake between the sales team and the marketing team. But the sale, the marketing team, first and foremost, you position the product, service, or business for consideration where the customer says, okay, this looks interesting. I think I might be interested. And then along the funnel, the marketing team, you're just enabling the sales team to succeed, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're advising, you know, you're recommending and, and, you know, you're literally just driving all of these things on the side. So, so that's how um, I always recommend it for, for B2B clients that I, cons that I consult for and, and the co B2B companies that I work for as the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think you, you, you said it so succinctly actually. And, um, and maybe as a follow up, right. Um, we, you know, you know, obviously there's emergence of new technology. How do you see the future or what, what, what would you consider emerging trends um, that will have like a significant impact on B2B marketing? Um, and, you know, you know, you mentioned something earlier about trying to be ahead of the yeah. clients or yeah. even ahead of the brand. Like, so, you know, in your, in your study, like how, what do you see as the emerging trends and what do you think, uh, okay, maybe this is something that, can be adopted for, for B2B marketing. Maybe, I mean, AI now is the boss, boss, um, boss yeah, trend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like it could, it might not be AI, but what do you mm -hmm. think? Um, so, so yeah, I, I think AI, AI is like, everybody already knows that, but I'm not going to focus on that. Right. I'm actually going to focus on the, um, helpful perspective. What are the trends that we need to continue to do? Um, because you have positioned the company for consideration, you've sold, you've converted, the work doesn't end there. There's something called retention, right? And how am I retaining this particular client? How am I driving value? You just need to continue to drive value. Again, it also depends on who this um, customer is, right? Um, if, for instance, what we do at Zone, it can be as simple as now we sold these clients, they are paying customer. How are we ensuring that? You know, businesses always have problems. How are we ensuring that our product or our service is tailored to always solve the problem of these people? It's business first. Forget all of these things where I'm saying, oh, I'm taking this person out. I'm sending them gifts in December. That's not what's important for them. It's their bottom line. How am I ensuring that I'm helping them, you know, deliver and helping them shine on their job? So that's the first thing that you actually even need to do. And sometimes it might be something as simple as just making sure the relationship is cool. Sometimes it might be something as simple as making sure that your, your customer care, right? Your customer care service for these customers is top notch. You know, maybe before the um, time to actually help them resolve a, the turnaround time to resolve a problem for your customer used to be five minutes. Now it's 30 seconds. Those are things that you need to be investing in to make sure that you are positioned. You are serving the client. It's value first for me, right? So that's, it's not exactly a trend, but those are that's something that I would say you should focus on. Um, now, it's bringing AI back into the conversation. AI is really just a productivity tool, right? And if I'm bringing a turnaround time to solve a complaint for a client from five minutes to one minute, AI can actually be the, the enabler. AI can actually be the thing enabling us mm -hmm. to do that, right? Um, so AI is really just an enabler, and it is not what is actually helping us solve it. What is helping us solving it, solving it is we've taken a customer first approach, right? And how can we always, how can we continue to drive value and solve problems for our customers? And I think that's just the, the one mindset that you need to have for your customers and the ways that you want to do it, all of that would always, always come around. But in your mind, it is 
how can I continue to serve my clients and continue to drive value, you know, so that I'm retaining them, you know, um, retention, that's what's most important. Um, whether you're taking them out, you know, to dinner, lunch, you're sending their, their daughters or their children gifts, um, buying stuff from them on their, on their birthdays, it doesn't really matter. If you do all of that and you stop driving value, nah, it's not going to work. So it's how can I stay ahead of the curve by continuing to drive value for my customer? Um, along with all of these other strategic relationship management activities that you're doing. I think that's how you want to mix it um, to, to stay ahead. All right. All right. All right. Understood. Um, okay. So we are in the concluding parts, right? Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is where, I, this is my favorite part of the, of the show because he allows me to get to the mindset of, of, of our guests. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So the first one is, I think I'm going to ask one. Toyos will probably ask two. Then I'll ask again. I'll ask again. What, what is what is something that you're obsessed with or passionate about outside of? Um, soccer. Oh, <laughs> what do you support? But I, I can't mention. I used to support Chelsea. Oh, I still okay. support them in my heart of hearts. But I'm a, I'm a Real Madrid fan now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Maybe when Chelsea starts right. to do well, I'll, I'll go back. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> support your team in the good and the bad period. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that tolerance like you guys. I get this <laughs> table. I'm sorry. I uh, see you and you and uh, Tayo and, uh, and Antonio. So you guys have suffered with Arsenal for donkey years. Tayo, you're an Arsenal fan too now. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, Tyre even suffered the most. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next question is, what is the best advice you've ever received or gave to someone? The best advice I've received is you cannot give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. I got this advice in 2016. Wow. Um, and that's why the advice that I then give to, and that's what informs the advice I give to younger people. You have to be obsessed with learning. You have mm. to be obsessed with learning something new and testing it out. Um, mm. So yeah, the best advice is you can't give what you don't have. And for you to be able to give what you, what you for you to be able to give, you need to invest in, in learning um, and be obsessed with it so that you can give what you, you know, what you have. That's, that's, that's why I respond to that. Awesome. Awesome. So the next um, set of questions are this or that questions. So you pick one or the other. Okay. So I'll start. Coffee or tea? Tea. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Books or movies? Movies. Summer or winter? Winter. Pizza or burger? None. Uh, you have to pick one. <laughs> Pizza. Pizza. And lastly, Real Madrid or Chelsea? Real Madrid. Madrid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have one question, right? Okay. And, I mean, I mean, you probably to surprise you, but it might require some thinking. Okay. If you had to um, ha- have a dinner, a table of five, so five people, including you, yeah, um, of people dead or alive, who will make up your table of five? <sighs> who would make up my table of five? Um, my dad. Oh, nice. That's a yeah, he's late. Um, he's late now, but you know, for me, I'm always very curious to understand, um, you know, the values that's, you know, that these people held dearly, mm-hmm. what I can adopt and what I can pass on, um, you know, 
Um, and it's just sad that, you know, he didn't really document his life. For me, it's something I'm doing. I'm carefully documenting my, my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking it, you know, anybody can go anytime, you know, and if I do go tomorrow, um, I have something that I've left, you know, um, for my child. It's not money, but it's, it's, it's valuable. It values. Yeah. yeah. To be an Oshoba and, you know, she can understand that and, and, and pass it on. Um, somebody else that I would like to have, um, um, I mean, this is weird, but I think it would be interesting to have Jesus Christ on the table as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, nice. It would really be nice to have. I mean, Jesus Christ made, you know, he, so, so, so he said simple things in profound ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know how somebody's trying to say something deep and then you're forcing it, but you just said profound things in the most simple ways. Um, and you know, you've just been interested in that much wisdom and sitting on the table with, you know, God, you know, uh, I would definitely, you know, so my dad, um, I'll take Jesus Christ as well. Um, I think that I would also take Bob Iger. Um, Bob Iger is, I mean, he's the current CEO of Disney. He was the one that started the the merger, you know, he acquired, um, acquired Pixar, you know, acquired, you know, he, he literally, you know, expanded and grew um, 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 Disney as we know it today. You know, I think he's actually a brilliant mind, very underrated. People don't even give him, you know, enough credit. Um, so I think I'd have Bob Iger on the table as well. Um, it will be interesting to also have um, Steve Jobs. Um, and I think I'm just trying to be deep or I don't know. But it would just be interesting, you know, oh, what does this guy really have to say? I mean, it would be nice to know how he thought about stuff. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Very innovative, you know. He's just his approach to to thinking of stuff. Um, I think I'd, I'd love to have Steve Jobs. Um, um, yeah, and then the last person I would love to have, interestingly, would be Elon Musk. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, interestingly, Elon Musk is somebody that people have always said, oh, you're not going to succeed. Oh, it's not going to work. Even me. When Elon Musk was rolling out the blue tick thing, I'm like, oh, man, how do you solve for this? How do you solve for that? I had a lot of questions. But you see, the problem is that he's not thinking about the, he's thinking about the opportunities. And it might not be clear when it starts. And it's the same thing with SpaceX. When he said, oh, we're going to, this shuttle, we're going to take it up and we're going to land it. And we're like, oh, that can't work. You know, and he has always been on that end. Everywhere, like, it cannot work. Now he's working on Neuralink and people are like, oh, it's not going to work. And I can't even imagine what Neuralink would look like, you know, 10, 10, 20 years from now. Elon Musk was one of the first investors in OpenAI, in this whole chat GPT thing that has become Mm -hmm. the best personal assistant in the world. He saw the vision. Yeah. And he was there, you know. So this guy has a very clear mind for seeing into the future. And I would definitely love to have that person on the table as well. Um, So it's Elon Musk. It's Bob Iger. Elon Musk for his visionary mind. um, Bob Iger for his strategic mind. Um, and his mind to actually grow stuff from ground up. Um, I would also have Jesus Christ, you know, my personal Lord and Savior. I'd like to have my dad as well, who is somebody that I really look up to. Um, you know, I would love to learn with. And I would also love to have my mentor and very, very good friend, you know, uh, who I hold dearly. His name is Adim Misiakona. Adim. <laughs> yeah. And the only reason I'm having Adim on this table is because I also want him to enjoy, you know, the company of all of these great people. Um, I think that's why I'm actually going to have him on the table. Not because I want him to add, because I want him to, you know, just enjoy 
um, awesome. from this. Um, I guess that's how I'm actually going to arrange my table. So that's, oh. that's, that's faith, um, family, brotherhood, marketing, and tech. Yeah, so yeah that's, yeah, it. that's a great table. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the reason why I like to ask that question because it sort of gives you like an idea to the core of 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 the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ty, over to you. Yeah, I think um, I'm done with my questions. All right. Yeah. 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 So um, so then um, in um, we'd like to get final words, right? And yeah. um, tell us how listeners can reach out to you as well. Okay, cool. Um, I think you guys, final words, I think you guys are doing an amazing work. Um, I literally just went on your Instagram page and I'm like, okay, they get it. You know, just branding alone, the way that your assets look, I already love it. It's clean, you know, it's catchy to the eyes. I think you guys are onto something really cool, um, you know, and I think you guys should just, you know, continue be consistent. Your, your, for, the, for, the, for the people who are connected to this, who are listening, um, I, I say this as well. You can't give what you don't have. You have to be obsessed with learning um, and learning and learning, right? Um, so that you can, you know, be able to give something. Um, be obsessed with networking as well, not from an opportunity, an opportunistic perspective, but because, um, you know, um, your network almost defines, the value of your network almost defines your value, to be honest, right? Um, yeah. so, you know, take networking very seriously as well. Um, you know, it would, it would help you, you know, along, along the lines, you know, instead of being in, in pockets of spaces where you guys are just discussing things that aren't relevant, it would shock you to know that, you know, there's some networks where you're sitting and people are like, oh, you know what, um, this is what I think we can do to take advantage of this. I'll give you one example. I was actually sitting in a room where before Tinubu became president, people were like, look, fuel price is actually going to go up ridiculously. This was sometime in, uh, I think in, in January or so. No, wow. I think it was February. Or, yeah, Tinubu had even won. It was February or March, you know. And then me and my boys, we came together. We're like, you know what? Why don't we just um, put money together, invest in the reservoir, and literally buy 20 tankers of, of fuel and store it. And we're just going to store it for six months. And after six months, I promise you, in short, even in less than six months, once Tinubu comes into office, it's going to take away subsidy and boom. We would literally 5x our money, our investment. Let's take a loan. Let's do this. Um, I don't know if anybody knew, got this insight, but I got this insight by just being in the right place, right time. Wow. Mm, you know, put money together, get this thing, boom, 5x your money. Quick fix, right? Information is power. And where do you get information? You get information from a very strong network. So again, prioritize the network invest in it, deposit value in people, um, and maybe just maybe you will find yourself in these um pockets of conversations where people are actually talking about, you know, value, wealth and growth. Um yeah, and then continue to listen to Tad podcasts. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the pitch deck. The pitch deck, right. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess that's 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 it. Continue to listen to the pitch deck, continue to follow Tyre and Toyo C, continue to invest in yourself and in your networks. Um, and I promise you, you know, this guy would only just be a stepping stone. Um, for those of you who would like to follow me on LinkedIn, it's Olai Wola Oshoba. Olai Wola spelled A-L-A-Y-I-W-O-L-A. Um, and Oshoba spelled O-S-O-B-A without the H. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter, it's Hugh Giddy. You might not really find a lot of, yeah, valuable content there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to just plug into my lifestyle, see how, how you know, I do, you can follow me there as well, Hugh Giddy. Um, awesome. that's 
from me. I wish everyone well. Um, yeah. And I pray that God will continue to bless and favor you in all your endeavors. Continue to work hard, continue to invest in yourself and your network. That's it for you. Thank you. Thank you, Giddy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, thank you guys for listening. Um, don't forget to reach out to us at um, Tad Partners or the Pitch Deck. And yeah, till we, till we, to have another conversation. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Alrighty. Bye.